Hello. Today we are going to be reading The Blood Keeper by Christopher Maxim on Creepypasta.com. Estimated time, 9 minutes. I live in a small but lively town in Massachusetts. Its local legends have fueled my love affair with the paranormal. It's subjects that fascinate me to this day. Coupled with insomnia, this passion led me to spend many a night at the nearby cemetery, hoping to see a ghostly figure while walking through the pass to time. To pass the time. So, I've spent many a night. These outings were unfutile, void of all the activity, supernatural or otherwise. My dream of stealing a glimpse at what comes after eventually subsided. But I continued to visit the graves. It was a place where I could collect my thoughts. When sleep eluded me one night, however, something changed. It was a dark spring evening. I was bored, couldn't sleep, and felt the need to do something outdoors in the cool night air, as it so often did. The local graveyard called out to me, obliged, unable to resist the allure of its calming nature. Sometimes I was even tempted to set up camp there and sleep amongst the dead, knowing this would be frowned upon, perhaps morbid. I settled for my walks. There were enough to make me at least somewhat wary of the night's end. After a couple hours there, I decided to one last stroll along the headstones in an attempt to become tired before heading home. Upon starting my walk, I noticed something. There was a light on the groundskeeper's shack. It wasn't like him to be working so late. This wasn't completely out of the ordinary until you factored in the large, gaping hole nearby. Big enough for several caskets, it was a miracle I hadn't fallen into it earlier that night. Curious as to what the old man was up to, I crept over to the shack, making my way into the busted window on its side. What I saw Inside were nine men, tattered blue shrouds, partaking in a makeshift feast. The main course was an oily red stew with a, with a horrific smell that permented the shack's walls, and ventured up my nasal passage, just tempting me to gag. The men winced when put, putting it into their lips. Save for three. All men at the end of the table two sat beside him. When the feast was over, this tall figure stood up and addressed the room. Hello, newcomers. I hope the dinner has been to your liking. He spoke with a firm voice. It res resented throughout the shack and beckoned him to even me to listen. Beckoned him. Now that our beliefs are full, Elijah will explain the rules of your impending trial. Listen closely, it seemed the men were in the shack were 
part of a collective known as the Bloodlights. Frail of men spoke of was something akin to the medieval slash gladiator sport used in initiate new members. Ellison known as Elijah divulged the game's inner workings, fearful but curious. Two teams were dispersed to the opposite sides of the cemetery, each consisting of four members, three blood runners, and one blood bearer. The initiates would be the runners, and the tall man's henchmen would act as the barons. There was one more participant to be discussed the tall man himself. He, a leader. Though not on either team, he was the most crucial factor of the game. He kept guard and guarded what was referred to as the blood. I gathered that in this referred to the red amulet hanging from the keeper's neck. He firmly clasped it. Clasped. Every time the word blood was uttered, the job of the runners to retrieve the blood from the keeper. Barons acted as counsel, overseeing each team and helping where needed. After Elijah finished his lecture, the blood keeper took over. With every wound, there is blood. With every drop of blood, there is solace. Without death, there can be no light. Keeper opened the large cupboard in the corner of the shack, revealing a woman bound and gagged, futilely attempting to cry out for help. My heart sank. This is not your normal run-of-the-mill cult ritual. I had to find help. What if they heard me? Unable to nail down my next course of action, I was immobilized, frozen in fear. The Blood Keeper continued. The light of blood can only be seen in death. Pulling a large red dagger out of his cloak, he grabbed the woman and plunged it into her gut. I watched in horror as the life left her eyes. She begged to shriek, but it was soon cut off by a cut from the chest, followed by the final blow to her neck. I was mortified. After throwing his kill to the floor, the keeper pulled out three vials, filling each of them with the blood that dripped from his blade. This was not the blood runners were after, not the amulet. This is all the blood I have to offer. It gives most. Three of the opportunity to become bloodlights and remember you are being watched. Those who feel to collect must dispose of. The same goes for any outsider that you encounter. Corpses are to be thrown in the pit. God. That's what the nearby hole was for. Perfect hiding spot for a mass. You must stop at nothing to obtain these wilds. All others will be sacrificed. Your thirst for blood 
must be as strong as your will to live. Man ex exceeded the shack to begin the trial. I scurried silently, silently into the wooded part of the graveyard and hid behind a large tree. Not wanting to end up like that poor woman. I just needed an opening to escape without being noticed. Glancing out to the cemetery, I saw a runner kneel before the grave, eyes closed. I assumed this was a requirement before the game commenced. A perfect chance for me to make a run for it. Let the trial begin! The bloodkeeper's voice echoed through the trees before I could take even a single step toward safety. My survival still hung in the balance, using a moonlight pool of water by my feet. As a reflective surface, I watched as Elijah and three runners dragatized ten yards from my position. My heart was pounding so hard that I was worried that they would hear it. Between the beating in my chest and the conspiracy whispers that filled the forest. My ears were consumed with the unsettling symphony. symphony. Just when I couldn't be in bear another moment, silent cut the brisk night air, keeper's dagger piercing that woman's skin. Chill then burrowed into my spine, like the worms burrowing into an apple. Huddle's reflection bore no cloaked figures. Peering out from behind the tree confirmed that they were gone, or at least, nor to be seen. Looking off into the distance, I saw a tomb by the main road, maybe a hundred yards away. It wouldn't provide the perfect cover to escape toward civilization, but there was no way I could waltz over there without being seen. The woods wrapped around the cemetery, so running from the tree to tree, strengthened my odds of survival. I took a deep breath and braced myself. Without so much as a second thought, I dashed to the next tree that on the path to safety. I took then took cover. I then gathered my wits and surveyed my surroundings. No cloaks in sight. I sprinted to the next tree and took another glimpse out of out at the world. Clear. As I was about to take off in the direction of my next hiding spot, panic set in my feet. I left the solid. My blood ran cold. I was lifted into the air. Unseen force. The next thing I knew, my body was hoisted up and placed on top of the tree branch. They were greeted by the unnerving sight of my capture. The Blood Runner. I didn't scream or try and get away. It'd be, it would be of no use. I sat there in terror and exhaled what I thought would be my last breath. Instead of gutting me, the man spoke. What is your name? I was sh too shocked to respond. Come on now. Who are you? I spoke clearer at this time, feeling a slight English accent. Look, I noticed you at the window over there. Eve is dropping. 
one of you dead could have killed you then. I want you help. I want you to help me. Help you? I asked. Yes, I'm going to use you as my advantage. I take it you know what you're doing around here. And you know the rules of the game? I nodded slowly, still in shock. Good. With you, I may be able to turn the tables and get the upper. I was frightened, but I clammed down enough to focus on the runner's plan. See that boom over there? That's where the bloodkeeper is. My stomach turned. I think the guy may have just saved my life. I need you to go over to that tomb and open the door slowly. The bloodkeeper will surely take a swing at you. Just as he's about to end your life, swoop in and end his. But why? I asked. That's not a part of the game. Right, you are. You need not concern yourself with the why. Just know that if you don't do as I say, I will kill you myself. Now get going. The man gave me his cloak for protection and pushed me out to the out of the tree. I didn't want to risk facing the bloodkeeper, but I didn't want to perish at the runner's hands either. My fear of dying kept me from violating. I again ran from the tree to tree to tree, eventually making it to my des destination. Stench. Stench of blood. Wafting through the air as the runners fought for control of the field. With my back pressed to the cold, aged stone, the pull to escape grew. The main room was within reach, but the thought quickly subsided. I was far too worried that the Englishman would catch me and take his price. He was able to climb a tree and lift my weight into it without a sound. It was clear he posited the agility and stealth needed to take me by surprise during a haphazard run for the hills. I sighed in defeat, and that one way or another, I would probably die that night. Mustering up every bit of courage I had left, I crept around the tomb and faced its door. My shaking hands reached for the rusted handle and pulled it toward me. Before its hinges couldn't even creak at the motion, the door burst open, pushed from within. The force knocked me to the over. My head connected with the unforgiving ground. The moments that came after remained fuzzy. The bloodkeeper tore over me, half of his body in a shadow. Hither soaked in moonlight, vision of death, there to steal my blood, my racing heart. My eyes grew wary and shut for an instant before opening to see another figure. I couldn't make out who or what, what it was. In my dazed state, but one attacked the other, completely overpowering them. Pray and scuffled and fell to his knees before landing face first in the cold cemetery soil. 
familiar sound of metal colliding with flesh rang through the air as the victor saw to it that the job was done. I prayed it was the bloodkeeper being torn apart. Otherwise, I was a goner. My eyes shut again, for unconsciously, finally. Hey, are you alright? I heard an old man's voice as I came to. Are you okay? I opened my eyes to see who it was. The groundskeeper stood over me, holding a lantern to my face. What? Where are they? <laughs> Where's who? Yes. You don't understand. Be dead. <laughs> the groundskeeper stared at me, used, but then smiled. Come on. I'll, you'll catch a cold out here. The groundskeeper who knew I now know Pete invited me into a shack. He prepared some food and tossed me a blanket to keep warm. Thankful and in need of an ear to fill, I told him everything, despite how I knew it would sound. I didn't describe the men by their given details, but Pete seemed to know what I was talking about. Sounds like you had a run-in with a bloodkeeper. That's him. How do you know? The spirit has been visiting these grounds. How did he? I suppose. Spirit? Incredible! It was all haunting? Something I always thought I wanted to experience firsthand. Pete and I talked for a long while. He knew all about the bloodlights and their dastardly deeds, apparently. A sadistic cult that formed in the 1800s, terrorizing the local community. Each bloodlight initiation brought with more dis disappearances. They used the cemetery as a space for their trials, burying casualties and sacrificed at the end of every night. After all, who would look? Over 50 souls fell victim to the bloodlights. Or their sinister games were brought to a halt. During their last outing, an Englishman infiltrated their ranks and killed the bloodkeeper, avenging the death of his wife, who had been murdered. Soon after, his disciples came forward, claiming to have been controlled by the keeper's amulet, alleging that his had supernatural powers, no such amulet was recovered. After Pete explained everything I sought, I sat in awe, dumbstruck by the whole ordeal. I had reviled the fateful night. Or did I time travel and help that man fulfill his goal? And never know what happened that day. But one thing is certain. I will never visit another cemetery for as long as I live, just in case the ghost of the Bloodkeeper is still out there making his route. What is up, guys? I hope you like that story, and uh, I hope you want more. Sorry it took so long, but eh, I hope you stick. I hope you stuck around the end. 
Sorry, I kind of messed up sometimes, but I know what these And that's the 20 minute mark. See you guys, and goodbye.